Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Have y'all picked up on the fact yet that the enemy uses fear? Yes. My entire situation mm-hmm. and Anna's were all based on fear. Yeah. So when Our you decision have fear, making. That is, that is the first sign that it is spiritual warfare when fear is involved. Yes. Debilitating yes. fear. Matthew 15, 23. But he answered her. So we're back to Jesus. So this woman goes out to find Jesus. I don't know how she found him, where they were at. It doesn't say that. All it says is she goes to Jesus saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. Now, remember, this woman went boldly to Jesus. She was not alone with him. There was other people around. She did not care what people thought of her. All she knew is that man has the answer and I need that answered. And so in Matthew 15, 23, he said, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, for she cries out after us. So when Jesus didn't answer, she didn't stop. She kept going. She kept praying. She kept saying things to him because it says she cries out after us. She wasn't relenting. We do that, don't we, Joanna? When we don't hear from the Lord, what do we usually do? Whine and gripe. Well, that's what I do. That's That's the phone calls Anna gets. I'm whining. I'm griping. I'm complaining. The Lord's not moving fast enough. He didn't do it my way. (laughs) What else? Am I leaving anything else? (laughs) I reciprocate. I reciprocate. Exactly. You know, I get the same phone calls from her. Yes. But I will say that because I've been doing pity parties. Yes, we do. We do. It's Um, ridiculous. Yes. There was a. Someone used to say that was a half sin. Well, I'm pretty sure that's a whole sin. <laughs> pretty sure some pity party is a, a whole sin. Oh, yeah. Um, but she kept crying after him. So she didn't give up. And it was, a lot of times we give up. Oh, the God's not answering. So I need to give up. Um, yep, I'm of, done. Moving yeah. on. Uh, now, Anna I, hears I have, that often And from I have me. prayed for other people. You know, for me to pray for somebody else. Oh, that's fine. I'll, however long it goes. But when it's affecting me, I'm not, I'm not as good at it. And in fact, this, this, because of this wonderful podcast, um, I've been experiencing um, helping a couple of young women with their children, and I know it's spiritual warfare, and I've been trying to help them. And part of me is, well, Anna, what if you're wrong? What if it's not spiritual warfare? What if you're giving them wrong advice? Because I'm telling you, you need to fast and pray. This is a prayer thing. You need to fast and pray. You need to cry out to the Lord, just like this woman did. But for me, I'm all anxious, and I'm like, my not my stomach's knotted because I'm worried. And and then of course she was I, physically sick. I was, and of course the Lord's going. Do you not trust me? You're crying out to me. You're praying to me. Do you not trust me? And I'm like, but Lord, I need it now. And the Lord's like, I got my time. And yeah. it's been really a struggle because I know that Jesus. He's patting you on your head. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. That's cute. But, but we're this, not doing yeah. it that way. No, this is my time. I'm asking you to keep. And he keeps reminding them the same scriptures. The widow who went after the king and wouldn't relent. And he keeps reminding me of this woman. And I keep saying, I'm going to keep crying out to you because I need the breadcrumbs. And we'll go into that in just a minute. <laughs> so you might be thinking, so Jesus traveled all the way to meet her where she's at, but then says nothing. Raise, your, raise of hands where God was silent when desperately wanting him to speak. 
Can we put both up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I got both up. <laughs> yeah, me too. There are so many times I'm desperately crying out for him and he ain't saying a word and I don't understand what's going on, but I keep pursuing him. And that's the point. We fought for what we desired. We will see that. But the disciples were like, just give her what she wants and get rid of her. But Jesus was desiring a relationship with her. Just as he likes, he desires a relationship with us. That's what he's working on. You're like, how does silence work on a relationship? Because it shows her faithfulness that she continued to pursue him. She cries out. So in 1524, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheet of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. So Jesus was promised from God to the Jewish people. But God had plans for the Gentiles too. Isaiah 11, 10. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people for the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place shall be glorious. And that the root of Jesse is David. David is the line of, you know, is, is David and the son of David is Jesus. This woman was not given up. She worshiped, meaning she gave great reverence and adoration. She loved Jesus even when he said no, and she trusted him. Remember, we were talking about the defilement earlier, and he's talking about, they, um, how, let me go back, because I, I don't want to miss this. Their hearts were far from him. People draw me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far, far from me, and in vain they worship me. Well, what are we seeing with this woman? She's truly worshiping him. He's not talking to her, really. And when he did, she didn't get the answer she wanted. That's not the answer she wanted. She didn't want to hear, hey, I'm here for Israel. You can, I don't know, go away now. That's not what he said, but she didn't take it that way because because she went and worshiped him, said, Lord, help me. And I think we forget to say that sometimes. Can I interject one thing? Yeah. The Lord does and says things to us, not to hurt us, but to show us what we're made of. This yes. woman was learning what she was made of, and she was made of persistence yes. um, because she wanted her daughter healed. Yeah. Did he, she do this because she wanted her daughter healed for her purposes, or did she want her daughter healed for her daughter's purposes? Yeah. Because I've seen parents want to see things done, but it really wasn't for the child. It was more for them. Yeah. 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 Sometimes parents live vicariously through their children, and that's yes, wrong, too. I've seen that one. Um, and if anybody's listening and think, she must be talking about me. Look, I really have met a lot of people. And I do talk. I have the strangest conversations in places. My gosh, we have talked to so many people and worked with so many women. The stories are all the same because the enemy uses yes. the same tactics. Yes. So, I mean, our our stories are all similar. Yeah. Could be anybody. Exactly. So if Maybe you're it is you. Yeah. And if you're thinking I'm talking about you, you might want to stop back and step thinking, because like, it may not be you, but the Lord might be trying to point something out. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, um, so she was interceding for her daughter. She was not giving up. Jesus intercedes for us as sinners who were separated from God. The death and resurrection was Jesus interceding for us so that we would not get God's wrath. And I, Wrath would fall on us. And I do, Joanne, I have to do another uh, thing I found the other day because it was just, this was an ouch. I don't know a Jerry Bridges. I don't know who this guy is. So if you know something about him and I don't know anything about him, please don't think I'm a nutcase because I don't know anything about this guy. But this part was gleanable. Never even heard his I name. I have not either. So if somebody else has and he goes, oh, that guy's a mess. I don't know. <laughs> I just like this quote because it was gleanable. 
Um, We will never appreciate Jesus's agonizing prayer in Gethsemane. We will never appreciate his sweating, as it were, great drops of blood until we grasp in the depths of, of our beings that Jesus was staring at the wrath of God we deserved. I never seen it from, from that perspective. We she, deserved being the key word here. Yeah. We deserved God's wrath. Jesus stared down God's wrath. Mm-hmm. He knew God's wrath because he is God. Yeah. He knew exactly what that meant. He was he also sinless. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have to do any of he, it. He went into it knowing what God's wrath was like because he is God. Yep. But like you said, he voluntarily did it because he wanted to make a way for us. He was interceding for us. So this mama is doing a great demonstration to interceding for her daughter to get rid of that spiritual demonic warfare. This mama wasn't going away. She was going to do whatever it took to get her daughter healed, even going to Jesus, risking everything. So in um, Matthew 15, 26, this is where it gets, whoa. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. She's agreeing with him. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And before we got started on this podcast, we have a little dog that I like to nickname uh, Roomba because he's like a little vacuum cleaner. And so we're in the office where my husband does his studies and his work and he snacks in here. And what is my dog doing? He's looking for the crumbs underneath the table. <laughs> he was looking for crumbs. We're trying to get ready for our podcast, and he's just sniffing the carpet and trying to find whatever was just in case basically there was something there. left. There yep. wasn't. He but. was looking, and so that's what she's talking about. That yes, I'm willing to humble myself to get under the table of the master to look up the crumbs because it does seem harsh, but it's a teaching moment to his disciples because he was showing her. They're off their, her faith. That's my rendition, y'all. You know, he was showing off her faith. Little dogs here were the house she, dogs. He was showing her her, yeah, her faith. faith. Yes. So not only was he showing his disciples, remember what we talked about here earlier, guys, with the Pharisees and Sadducees that you were concerned about that I offended? Let's talk. Teachable moment. Exactly. And, and these were little house dogs, but the dogs weren't children. So she, like I said, she humbled herself to the point she was willing to go underneath the master's table to lick the crumbs off to fight for her daughter. And she's like, look, I, I get it. I'm not Jewish. I'm not asking to be Jewish. I'm just asking for the blessings. Just like Jacob wouldn't let go until he received a blessing from the Lord. She's not letting go of Jesus until she receives a blessing from the Lord that heals her daughter. And l- ladies, I'm going to ask you this. Which one of you are willing to humble herself so low? She's willing to crawl underneath the master's table to get lick the breadcrumbs because she's willing to fight for her family. She's willing to fight for her marriage, her husband, and her children. And if you're not married, you're willing to fight for the children in your life, the family in your life. How about your coworkers? How about the stranger on the street that you see that you know that the Lord is telling you to pray for? I mean, the list is long. The Lord could yes. put anything on our hearts. Exactly. But we have to be willing and obedient. And then we can get the blessing in verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. 
And this is a neat fun fact that I learned from David Guziak in his commentary. I never even put this together. Jesus only said, great is your faith twice in the Bible. Once with her and the other was a centurion. Both were fighting for their children. I noticed that part. But what he said is both of them were Gentiles. Huh, how about that? I never realized that. Praise the Lord, because we're yes, both Gentiles. <laughs> but I realized after I read that, I'm like, hey, but they were both also fighting for their children. Yeah. One was sick. One was demon possessed. They went to the Lord. They were fighting. And they said, great is your faithfulness. When we go to before the Lord for our children, great is your, is your faith that great? You know, the Lord already knew before she even, or before either one of these people came to him that they were going to heal. Yes. Or what he was going to, he already knew. He doesn't do yeah. things for his benefit. Mm-hmm. He already knows. Yes. He does things for ours. Um, I'm just going to run through the Mark version because it says a little bit of different stuff that I thought, not different as in changing the story, but kind of give some uh, clarity. Uh, and it starts in Mark 7, um, verse 24. From there, he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house. Oh, okay. So he was in a house when they discussed this. Whew, I should have read this first again and watched and wanted no one to know, but he could not be hidden. So this is a nice way of saying there's a house full of people. There's a lot of people around. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. There's the humbling process. The woman was a Greek, a Syro-Phoenician by birth. So, okay, I think this is a way of them saying, look, she's a Gentile of the Gentiles. Gentile. (laughs) She's a Gentile. We are very Gentile. And she kept asking, kept asking, meaning she didn't give up. She didn't stop to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she came to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. Well, that takes a whole nother wondering what happened there. If she found her on the bed, where, where was she before? Hmm. We don't know. But it, that's an, uh, uh, just, it's the same story, but from two different points of view. But we see the same thing. She was willing to humble herself in front of everybody to beg for the Lord to heal her daughter. And she wasn't going to give up until she got that blessing. Because she was willing to fight for her children. Um, there's a story, um, a local story. Um, let me, in, hang on, let me finish this one thought. This is a spiritual battle. And we can only win it in our knees and prayers. She didn't give up. She was on her knees. She was on her face at the feet of Jesus. Um, and she wasn't going to leave when he said no. She wasn't leaving because she was going to fight for this daughter. Were you going to say something? No. All right, so there's a, par- uh, there's a local story of this mom who, she, to me, she's fighting the wrong battle. Because from what I can gather from the, the clippings is she was fighting for her rights of her son to be a girl. And she wanted it to be accepted. She was fighting the child and not the devil. She would talked about how the child would just do this and that. And she got tired. She basically got tired of fighting it but because she was fighting the, her, the child and not the devil. And most of our battles are spiritual. Um, but we let it in. We let it in with magic stuff horror, ghost stories. These are the tools that Satan uses to grab our children. In fact, I was standing in line today at the grocery store, and what is this magazine about supernatural and real hauntings? Wow. Let's just 
Let's just let Satan in. Let's just open the door and let him in. You know, why not? This sounds like a groovy idea. But that's what we do. We let Satan into our homes. Um, And it does wear us out. If we're fighting the child and not the enemy, it's going to wear us out. Um, It's going to wear us out fighting it. And if we do not teach our children how to fight, they will lose. You know, thankfully, Jesus steps in and wins the battle. The victory belongs to him. And we just have to be obedient. And that's why I just... um, That journey is hard sometimes. Don't think it's easy. No, it's not easy. Oh, it's not easy. Some of these fights do. Some of these spiritual battles... I mean, we read about how the, uh, the, the angel... Uh, Michael fought for three weeks trying to get to Daniel. Yeah. I mean, he fought three weeks, but he kept praying. But what did Daniel do? Kept praying. Somebody made the uh, uh, pastor made the comment. He goes, he didn't. Oh, and it wasn't pastor. It was our friend of ours at that wedding. He goes, he didn't stop praying at day 20. He's, he kept on praying. So day 21 showed up. And that's when the Mike, Michael, the angel showed up because he didn't stop praying. So if you're in a trial mm-hmm. or journey, don't give up. Because the next day might be the day. Exactly. You just keep praying. Speaking to myself here. Hey, I'm speaking to myself too. I prayed for, you know, children for years and our relationships for years. So don't give up. And so in fact, so now we're going to do is we're going to give you some tools. Okay. Because we're fighting for our children. We fight for the preborn on by praying. We fight for the the newborns, the older children, as we pray for the children as they get older and trying to keep them protected. We got to pray for them. Yes. I'm not saying you have to be a helicopter parent. I prefer to think of myself as a sniper parent. I am a far away, but I got you in my scope. You get my, my child, I shoot you. All right? I love it. So my child can do what he needs to do, but by golly, I had my scope and I was watching. And um, don't get my crosshairs. Get them, mama. Because I will get on my knees and say, Lord, that is yours. You have to deal with it because I can't do it, Lord, but you can. I'm going to go boldly before the Lord, just like Martha had gone boldly before the Lord. Like, Lord, do you not see what's going on? I have many times gone to the Lord and go, Lord, don't you see what's going on? Are you even paying attention? I I need you to say, yeah, (laughs) I need you to work on this. I need you to do this. But I didn't do it. Yes, he's always paying attention. Yes, he is. Anyway, I wasn't boldly going for that because me, I was going boldly to him like that because he put it in me to do that. It was Jesus in me saying, I need you to go do this because he was teaching me something about boldness, about fearing. Going to the Lord saying, Lord, so this last couple of weeks, you know, I've just been in agony and I've been crying out to the Lord the whole time. Of course, the Lord's going, why are you getting so sick over this? I'm going to take care of it. Yeah, but I kind of need you to do it now. And, and that's when he passed you on the head and said, that's cute. Because he's teaching those parents something that they couldn't learn no other way. Mark Twain says that you have to hold, sometimes you have to hold the cat. It's not the, uh, this is paraphrasing the quote, you have to sometimes have to hold the cat by the tail to learn what you need to learn. I know I, a lot of people out there. I mean, like didn't to, we? I know a lot of people who like to hold the cat by the tail. Apparently, I'm one of them. Yeah, I love a good cat tail. Apparently, that's what we do. <laughs> Wasn't it trendy at one time to have a tiger tail hanging in your mirror? Yes. I probably need one of those. Yes, it was. From, yeah. It was an Exxon commercial. Oh, that's right. I couldn't remember. Like, Why did everybody have a tiger tail running around? Sitting there going, well, I don't know why. Ever. It, okay, it was stupid, so I don't really know why it caught on, but it certainly did. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know what? Jack in the Box had those little antenna balls. I don't know why that one got. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never had either, so. I, I didn't either. Although it was cute and I liked them, I didn't get one. Right. I, I didn't care. I don't know about the tiger tail, but I to- totally loved the yeah. Jack in the Box yeah. head. So we're, let's, okay, so let's get some practical ways of doing this, ladies. Let's work on our offense, okay? And I need to write <clears throat> that down. Doing it real quick. Okay. Right. Go for offense it. Offense in warfare. For our children. Is that what we decide we're going to call it? 
Oh, for our title? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, let's let's look at Ephesians 6. We're going to start there. This is how I know it's a spiritual battle. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. If you're one of those pronoun freaks, please remember that the Bible, when it says brethren, means us girls too. It's not an insult. Could you imagine the whole Bible with trying to do everybody's pronoun? Okay. <laughs> Nobody reads it now because they think it's too big. Could you imagine? Anyway, so brethren means all of us. All the brethren just means the Christian community, the believers, the body of believers. That's all it means, body of believers. So Paul's talking to the body of believers. He is not talking to the unbelievers. All right. Warfare does not happen if you're an un- if you're an unbeliever, the devil lives your life. Remember, um, when when the angel devil and the angels were cast out of the heaven, it was one third. That means there's two third angels. There's more angels than demons. All right. Let's just remember that part. So the demons don't have time to go after people who are non-believers. He goes after the believers. He approached Paul that one day. That demon approached Paul and said, hey, Paul, I know you, but who's this guy? I don't know him. And that meant no meant to watch. So part of you is complimented when the devil attacks you. Part of you, you're like, leave me alone. But part of you has to be a compliment because he ain't going to bother you if you're not any t- if, if there's nothing about you. Right. If you have caught his attention, you're doing something right for the kingdom of the Lord. Right. So if you don't have warfare, Kudos. if you don't have warfare, you might want to start scratching your head. Right on. Yeah. Lord, what's going on? How come I don't have warfare? And I'm not saying everybody's warfare is going to be at different levels. Ours, le- ours is a different level because one, um, we are in ministry. We work with ministries and I'm married to a pastor. So, and Joanna, unfortunately, but fortunately, she is my right-hand person, my right-hand <laughs> just, sister. So she gets that long for yeah, the ride. I'm in it. Yeah, I'm she just gets, in it. She gets to look, go along, uh, go along with the ride there. Two so, of my closest families that I love, and I'm I'm super super close with the husband and the wife. Both are in ministry. Yes. So I'm just I'm dragged along. Yeah, you're just it dragged is along. What it is. Exactly. So our warfare. I'm willing. Is, yes, our warfare is going to be very different. From somebody else's warfare who, you know, has the regular nine to five job and they just go to church and talk about Jesus, you know, their warfare is going to be a little bit different than others. Right. And I also have it's had a, a ministry way before I even met Anna yes. and Ray and uh, the other family. I had my own little ministry to help women who were abused and abandoned yes. and or had an addiction. So our, I've been in some sort of ministry since 2008. Yes. So anyway, so don't think that, oh my gosh, I don't have that a whole lot of warfare. It, not everybody's going to get, it's not equal. All right? It's not equal. No. But I'm saying is if you're a professing believer in Jesus and you have none. Your life's perfect. Yeah. Mm. You, you, I'm going to bet. Question that. You're not, you might be reading your Bible. I'm going to bet you're not reading your Bible. I'm going to bet you're not really praying. And I'm going to bet if you are reading your Bible, you're not actually doing what it says. So anyway. Something to think about. We love you. Wouldn't bless you. We've all been there. I've been that person. I've been that one who claimed to be a believer. Oh, yeah, I did too. not have warfare. I had chaos because I created my own chaos. I didn't have warfare. So much voluntary I, chaos. Yeah, the devil didn't <laughs> have myself. to attack me because I was doing a perfectly good job all oh, by yeah. myself. Yeah. And the devil's like, I don't need to bother her. She's doing a good job by herself. What do uh, I need to do? I say, what's my chaos for today? Let yeah. me go down my checklist. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> don't think we're beating up on you because we've been there. We've done that. 
and thank God we, we were those girls. We were them. So, um, you know, so it's something. And I, um, like I said, my my whole Bible was a children's Bible because when I started reading the adults Bible, it was it, it was it was like, yeah, no, I'm going to stick to the children's scary. Bible. It was too scary. Yeah, it was very <laughs> convicting too. Um, it was very convicting. Oh, sure. So I wanted to stick to the children's Bible because it was sweet. Um, you can't do that. So what happens is we let our children run around spiritually naked because we do not want to talk about the devil and about real life. It's easier to paint roses than to teach. Uh, this is why the parents, you know, this is on the parents to learn and teach their kids. Most adults have no idea what spiritual world is. They go to church. They listen to a feel good sermon while their kids listen to cute Bible stories. If they even listen to a Bible story with warm fuzzies instead of the realities of obeying God to the fullest and talking about the tough stuff. Um, you think about talking about the birds and the bees is, you know, tough. Having a conversation about an invisible enemy that wants your soul, I don't recommend that before bedtime. <laughs> I just don't. You know what? I have no words on that. <laughs> I just shaking my head. Yeah, over here. my son was little. You know, he used to, I was like, okay, well, we got to read the Bible together. All right, mom, let's read Le- Revelation. <laughs> Why? And I'm like, I, I'm I, sorry. I totally <laughs> see him saying that. <laughs> oh, it gets better. So I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I thought I had to explain it. Now that I'm older and wiser, I just sit there and read to the kids the Bible, the actual Bible, and then if they have questions, we'll go over it. But I don't have to explain everything because the power's in the Word. Do you know what he did to me, jo- Joanna? So I said, okay, well, why don't we read something else? Okay, the book of Daniel. <laughs> why can't you pick the book of John? It's the same thing. Yeah. Where's Luke? Why can't you pick, I don't know, Proverbs? No, oh, we have Oh, my to, goodness. So, you know what? The, Jonah about the whale. Yeah. So he found, well, when we he don't got know if college, it's a whale, it's a fish. Yeah, it's a big fish. When he got in a, uh, he took some Bible college before he went to the Air Force and um, he took a class in Revelation and Daniel on one semester. I'm like, why, son? Why? Oh what he wants, he's, he's a self torturer. That's what I said. I'm like, <laughs> I, I should have done a better job as a parent saying, look, son, I love um, you. I want to bless you. I'm not letting you take these classes together. <laughs> you, no, I've been through school. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, did he regret that? It's too much for you one know, semester. I don't think he regretted it, but he took another class with a weird teacher. And he said, Mom, he, he had me questioning what I believed in. Oh, not good. Yeah, no, it was not. But hey, he recognized it. So he did. And he still strong Kudos, and he still does stuff. So it didn't ruin him. But um, uh, anyway, um, he does. Then I found out later he read the book of Revelation all by himself without me. You know, he just <laughs> read it on his own. He just wasn't waiting on you. Nope. Um, and I just recently finished it not long ago, and and for the first time in my life, it was this, it was an exciting book. I had I think because we had been learning so much from the other teacher about um, what it all means, I could actually enjoy reading it this time. Except that it put me to in tears, crying, and oh, several sure. occasions praying for my family and friends well, it's to scary. be saved. Yeah, because I want I'm like I know I'm not going through the great tribulation. I know I'm not going to go through God's wrath. But I don't want my family and friends either. Right. And Lord, and I was, so I was many times, I'm like, Lord, you need to save them. Please save them. They're not listening to me. I need you to save them, please. So, and that's what this is about. This is about that fight on our knees. We can do it in prayer. Some people, I don't know why, but some people, Joy, I don't understand it. Some people think it's not about, that prayer is not enough. Why? I don't understand that. I didn't know people didn't pray until there was a sermon. I'm like, why do you have a sermon on prayer? And then somebody pointed out, and there's a lot of people who don't pray. I'm like, you mean people don't breathe? Well, I mean, okay, so this is how powerful it is. We're only given one tool against the the mm-hmm. unseen. Our enemy is unseen, okay? Right. Um, it, how can you fight against an unseen person? 
Right. Unseen thing. We have prayer. It's our one tool. Yeah, exactly. The Lord didn't, he gave us our word in prayer. Pray the scriptures. If you're like, I don't know what to pray. Grab your Bible, start reading the scriptures. Um, we used to do that all the time at Planned Parenthood. Somebody, I recommended that to somebody. They're like, oh my gosh, Anna, this this is a whole perspective when you, you use it as a prayer. Yeah. You know, so in, in verse 12, in Ephesians 6, 12, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Oh, but, well, there you go. Yep. There you go. But against principalities, against powers. I'm sorry. I'm drinking bubble water. It's really tasty. <laughs> it's making me he's giving me the burpees i'm so sorry um uh, this is real life yes it is um so this is uh against principality. yeah i'm going to start over on ephesians 12 6 12 for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places that's a lot of wickedness running around a lot of seriously all you gotta do is open your eyes look around this is why people often fight with their spouse or their kids because they don't see that spiritual battle it's a scary so they ignore it or they don't for because we've been taught that ghosts you know ghosts aren't real no you're right they're not real but the enemy uses things that look like ghosts or act like ghosts to to tell you well to try to fool you into thinking that there's some other type of life other than heaven or hell but um they don't want to talk about it. It's not an excuse. Uh, I had one person who tell me about warfare is just an excuse. I said, no, it's, it's not an excuse. It's a call to prayer. We have to go to Jesus for help, cry out to him because he's faithful and recognize us and will rec- rescue us. So when you have warfare, it's not an excuse to give into it. It's a call to prayer. You know, so that's why we've been trying to be more offensive, have a more offensive. I guess we are being more offensive. More offense, <laughs> I guess it works. We're having sure. more offense to teach against the spiritual battle so that you are prepared and that you're not, you know, blindsided or sat. You know, that poor David Carr, I still think about him as a quarterback for the Texans. And I'm not a football person. The only reason I remember him is that poor guy was sacked so many times because he had a terrible defense. I don't even know who that is. He was a quarterback. Awesome. He was a, he couldn't wear a wedding ring, but he always wore a band because he wanted to make sure everybody understood he was married. Oh, very faithful, very cool. Yeah, and he was a to me he was a great quarterback, but he had a very terrible defense, so we get getting sacked. Um, we need to make sure we have our church standing together. We need to be ready so that we have a great play, so we don't get sacked because sometimes our defense is lacking, which is why we have Tuesday night prayers. Yes, we always Been have a doing prayer. it for years and yes. years and years. And I'll tell you what, I used to have more spiritual warfare on Tuesdays until oh, one terrible. day I was standing, <laughs> I was standing by one of the desks at the work because uh, of the way the cubes worked out. I was about to enter the cube section and I went, wait, wait, this is warfare. This is stupid. This has got to stop. And it did. And, and now I still have some warfare, but for, for a long time, it wasn't as bad as it used to be. Because I recognized it and said, oh, this has got to stop because <clears throat> I went to the Lord. I, I, I can't do it on my own. I, there's nothing right. I can do. I go to the Lord. Lord, please, Daddy, Abba, Father, I need help. Exactly. And if you're the one having the prayer at your house or the Bible study at your oh, yeah. house, it the warfare is incredible. Yes. It's incredible. Yes. Not in a good way. It's one of those things when we had Bible studies at our house for a while. Um, on one hand, I loved it because it kept my house clean. Right. But on the other hand. It was rough. It was rough, and I'd have right. to spiritually clean it, too. Oh, yeah. Don't I mean, clean. we had prayer. I don't know how long we had prayer at my years. house. What, almost six years? Maybe yeah. six years? Um, and you know. 
you know, the warfare was in. We'd go together with it. We didn't, you know what? That's so sweet of the Lord. We didn't go through warfare by ourselves. He nope. always gave us a buddy. Sure. Because <laughs> sorry, you know, Anna. No, I'm sorry too, <laughs> but not sorry. Cause I'm glad I have somebody. Right. When Jesus sent out the disciples, they always went in twos. Yeah. When Paul was going out, they always went in at least twos, yeah. at least minimum two. He never sent them out alone. And y'all shouldn't be alone. If you think you're Agreed. alone. Now, if you're married, your spouse is the first one. Yeah. You have your spouse, you have your children. Your spouse should be the first one you go to. I go to my husband for many things, but I also have my Joanna. I always tell other pastor's wives they need a Joanna, but I also have a Joanna right. at the same time. He gave me two. <clears throat> and I'm not married, so I have an Anna. <laughs> yeah. I'm here <laughs> Sorry, for Anna. No, that's okay. But we, we also have all the ladies in our church. Yes. Oh, we we're a, always together we with them. We have a prayer line that we yes. do. Um so they do it when we need prayer. We go to them. Um, some of us we have have a we have codes. So yeah. when we when it's bad and we really you sometimes the enemy will tell you not to text because you don't. I've heard this one. You can't tell her because you're going to throw your problems on her and she's got enough to deal with. So yeah. we would come up with codes so that we could feel like we could ask for help in prayer, but we weren't putting it on them. Yeah, or if it was just so much like there's times that it was so much and that i just yeah. i was tired of talking about it i was tired of dealing with it literally would just send you my code yes exactly because that's all we needed yep. so let's see in god's word in, in ephesians six thirteen what we need to do therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand now, he said, take up the whole armor of God. I do not see anywhere in scriptures where he ever tells us to take it off. All right. That's why you need a sister oh, in Christ. Yep. You need a g- good husband because when you need to shine up your, your, when you need to beef up your armor, do a little welding, do a little shining, a little dusting, you don't have to take it off to do it. You you keep it on. Turn around. Hey, call your you, armor yep. buddy and get armor some buddy. help. Yep. Hey, I need you to clean this for me. Help me sharpen. Um, 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. All right, you cannot fight the enemy with lies. You can only fight him with truth. And what is truth? God's word. Yep. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that's Jesus. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, we, that means, you know, we know what the gospel message is. We know who Jesus is. And we've been talking about peace. Yes. Um, that's how you have peace. I mean, because even though we go through all of this, we should still have peace. If we don't have peace, that's on us. Agreed. It's on us. I'm guilty. I'm getting convicted as I talk. Above all, taking the shield of faith. We can't do this without faith, ladies. This is all that it is. You can't see it, so you have to have faith. Like walking in the dark with, you know, and having faith that you know your area enough to where you're not going to bump into something. Um, I told you that story. I kept having a weird bruise. Kept having this weird bruise. Couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And nobody likes weird bruises because it could be a blood clot or something, right? But I kept having this weird bruise and I couldn't figure it out. And one night I was walking. I've been getting up at night with the dog. So when the dog was still a puppy. I kept hitting it on the dresser, but I was so half out of it and so tired. I didn't remember <laughs> hitting it until one day I hit it and I went, well, that's going to leave a mark. And the next day I went, oh, wait, realized that's where that mark was. I didn't know. Once I recognized that was there, I never hit it again. When we oh, recognize our enemy, we'll stop running into him. I mean, that corner of my dresser was my enemy at that moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in the same sense, it might be dark, but when you know your enemy and where he stands, you can navigate and get around it. But that's only why Jesus teaching you. So that's why I was, so um, 
that field, that, that shield of faith, that means faith. I can walk around the room because I know where I'm going with which you will be able to quench all the fiery, all, all means all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. When we remembered we're saved and what we're saved from and that Jesus is a victor, it's a lot easier to deal with all this. Um, Sword Agreed. of the Spirit. Sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, which is the Word of God. That's your Bible. That's why you need to read it, obey it, and do it. Praying. That's what we've been talking about. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. When it says that is, the, let the Lord teach you what to pray and how to pray it. You start praying and let the Lord allow you to change it if you need to. Being watchful, like us, I, I prayed for my, my brother and his wife to have a baby for a long time until the Lord kept saying, you need to pray for them to adopt. I said, yeah, but no, no buts. Oh, I, after a little bit of, of um, fight, I finally started praying for them to adopt. Happened very quickly. I remember when you were praying yep. for both. And then when yep. I switched over, all of a sudden everything happened. Oh, it sure did. It was so quick. quick. And the Lord, because the Lord was telling me, this is what I need you to do. Um, praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I mean, we got to watch, pay attention, start praying. You, you, you know, you've run into that person. You know, something's going on. You just need to pray. Uh, and for me, 19, I thought this was a really good to add in. And for me, it's Paul talking that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am the ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Ladies, the last thing the enemy wants us to do is speak. So we need to say that same prayer. Lord, make me bold. Make the mysteries of the gospel known to my family, to my friends, to my workplace as I go out. Make me bold. His ambassador's in chains was because he was in prison. We are not in prison, but the world tries to imprison us. And it doesn't matter what the world does. We need to continue to be boldly and speak out. So I want to retract something I said earlier, where our only um, weapon against the enemy is prayer. This is an entire slew list of weapons. Yeah, but you're right. But prayer, this is not going to matter if we don't have prayer. You know, prayer is very important. It is. It's top. It's top right. list. But we have an entire yes. arsenal here, right here yeah. in 13 through 20, an yeah. entire arsenal of weapons against right. the enemy. And, and being bold in speaking is part of it. Yeah. So, and so we, what we notice is a gentle wild, uh, woman. We don't know what was, we don't know how long this girl was demon possessed. We don't know how old she was. We don't know what was going on. But at some point, this gentle wild, just Gentile woman Stop fighting against her daughter. She wasn't fighting against her. She recognized the enemy and went straight to Jesus. I don't know why we don't do this. Jesus calls us friends, so why don't we do that? I've seen some people who do not, I don't think they recognize that Jesus is a friend, so they don't go to Jesus as a friend. And they have a tendency to act like, um, I don't know how to describe it, Joanna, but they're not seeing Jesus as a friend. They're seeing him only one way, and he is a lot of ways. I, when I was I was teaching a women's um, Bible study one time, and I was talking to the girls about how Jesus was our friend, and the other co-teacher, she corrected me. She says, mm, he's not our friend. He's too reverent to be our friend. And I'm like, 
The scripture but, says he's our but friend. But he's my friend. And yeah. she's like, he's not. And she kept correcting me um, to the point where I, I literally stopped the conversation um, and just continued on because she was almost in argument with me yeah. about how Jesus is not our friend. But yet, He's too reverent. And he absolutely yes. is reverent. Yes. But he is many things. He's the one who said, I call you friend. Right. <laughs> he said it himself. Right. But you're right. That, and that's the, that's it. He is everything yep. we need him to be. And that is the exact word that they, they treat Jesus to the point that he's so reverent that they make him not approachable. Yes. But yet Jesus says, I'm your friend. I'm a, you're, I'm approachable. Come to me. I, I need you to come. Come to me all who is heavy burden and laden. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> he tells you to come to him, but they yeah. treat him as if he is so too far away. letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.